0: Hello, I'm Melissa, your host of the Dream Hub podcast and you're about to hear an interview I did with William, a data analyst with a difference. Let's go ahead and jump right in. So first of all, would you like to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name's William Rexhan. Um I've been uh, on uh, social media talking about dreams and sleep um, primarily to promote uh, an app uh, called Dreamwell. This is focused on sleep, dreams, and mindfulness. Um, I think the sort of succinct way of putting it is we're trying to integrate sleep, dreams and wake, you know, so often in culture we we ignore sleep and dreams. Um, but let's like bring them together
0: that's so cool so when you say you do mindfulness as well as with the sleep is that because you've noticed that when the way that you act while you're awake comes through into your sleep like you know being more mindful during the day can can make your dreams more vivid and you're more aware of what's going on
1: yeah, um, so it's a good question. Um, mindfulness and its relationship to sleep and dreams seems self evident to me um, to some extent. But I love mindfulness. I've been doing um, meditation. I'm also working with Nkechi and Jaca, who who's a mindfulness teacher, and she does all the content in the app and is a co-founder of the company. Um, and so. Um, for us, it's it's just like mindfulness is just generally a good thing, um, but it's particularly important for sleep and dreams because at least for sleep, anxiety, stress, or racing thoughts get gets in the way of sleep. Um, and mindfulness helps out a lot with that. Um, mindfulness also um, presumably would help us remember our dreams and pay attention to them. You know, so often when I wake up, it's like fleeting thoughts. I can get out of bed habitually. Even if I've had a dream, I'll just ignore it and forget it because I'm not being mindful of the moment. Um, there's also really, really fascinating research on um, basically scientists waking people up periodically throughout stages of sleep. We know that when a person's in REM sleep, they have a ton of dreams. But when you're in light sleep or deep sleep, you you also report dreams. But there's a proportion of time where people say, I was aware, I was conscious, I was thinking about something, and it was nothing. Um, And seeing in that lens, i read a great paper about it. They were talking about, well, what's another state where we're conscious and thinking about nothing? And it's like, well, it's mindful awareness. So I don't know, they just all seem interconnected.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of layers to it, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you about that because I saw you do a video or a reel on Instagram and it was about what happens to us when we're falling asleep and the different stages that we go through. And that I was really interested in that. And I'm sure that other people would be too. Would you mind sharing that? What happens to us when we're falling asleep?
1: Yeah. um, So, What happens, uh, it's not, we tend to think of sleep as like an all or nothing process, you know, like Mm. I'm awake and then I'm asleep and then there's a specific point. And that's actually not what's shown in the research. Um, There's a few great review papers on the the subject where I'm basing a lot of this on, Um, but basically, slowly things sort of shut off, right? You're slowly disconnecting from the external world and ex- external sensations like vision and, and auditory sensation, and that sort of allows the mind to go a bit crazy, <laughs> you know, like um, so you'll have really dreamlike mentation and thoughts. Um, there's also a lot of hallucinations reported. Um, as you're falling asleep. So auditory hallucinations, visual hallucinations, and interesting sort of visual patterns behind your eyes. Also, a lot of times people will report uh, the hypnagogic jerk where you're just in bed and the body jerks. Um, And so it's a really fascinating time. There's a company, um, I forget the name, it's um, Adam Horowitz, I think out of MIT. Dormio is the, the company where they're developing a device or have developed that sort of wakes you up when you're in the middle of that um, dreamlike mentation, because as you probably know, dreams are like creative, they're essentially creative. And so um, when you wake up from that falling asleep and your mind's been thinking about something, you'll often wake up with a creative insight.
0: Mm, It's sort of like that that thing where you would have heard of it, where you fall asleep holding a key, hanging off the edge of a bed with a plate underneath, and then as you fall asleep, yeah. your hand releases and you drop the key on the plate, and the sound of it will wake you up right at the perfect time. Similar, but more expensive yeah. than a key and a plate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, this time, I think, is really interesting for, for dreams because... Within sleep and dreams, our, our brains are thinking about the world. They're trying to piece things together. Sleep results in memories being consolidated, others once being um, forgotten. Um, and so I think sort of what we're thinking about before we fall asleep sort of sets the stage for the whole night of sleep and sets the stage for. Uh, dreams later in the night, and then there's like the dream incubation practices mm-hmm. as well that one can do before sleep.
0: Mm. Do you set intentions for yourself when you're going to sleep? What are your favorite things to sort of focus on as you're falling asleep?
1: I have a really strong bedtime routine now, which has been interesting. I don't know. I in the past I've had trouble sleeping, and now I um, spend time reading on my Kindle, which has light, but it's fine and it's relaxing and it's part of the habit. And then I. Um, do like a body scan. Um, so I bring mindful awareness to each part of the body um, as I'm breathing. And then I go to like a, a landscape in my mind. So it's the beach where I grew up. I grew up on next to a beach and I, I it's there. And then I have these like archetypal figures that I'll just talk to. And so, you know, I'll talk to different figures and sort of talk about my day sometimes I go with an intention you know like I really got to figure out this work thing I really got to figure out this relationship thing but oftentimes it's sort of just a way to see what comes up in my mind Um, Mm. but a lot of times because I have such a strong bedtime routine it's like I get halfway through the body scan and I'm asleep yeah Um, (laughs) that's what about you
0: what about me my bedtime routine Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. body scans are amazing. I learned about body scans when I was a little kid. I just, I'm a really fidgety person and I could never stay still. So my mom taught me about body scans to try and relax. And yeah, you're right. I'd start at the toes. And by the time I'm like up to my knees, I'm like already asleep. (laughs) What I was wondering as you were talking about all of this was what sparked your interest to get into dreams and sleep? Did something Um.
1: significant happen
0: or you've just always been into it?
1: Kind of. um, I think there's two things that happened. Um, One is I've always been really fascinated with the the mind and what it's like to be alive and why are we alive and what is consciousness. And so um, I studied philosophy and psychology at um, university. And one summer I got an internship doing real research and it was it was great, but it was in sleep. Um, And I thought, oh, this will be awful. It'll be so boring. I I went there and it was amazing, you know, learning all these things about sleep. So that really started that interest in sleep. At the same time, I have an identical twin brother. He's more of the dream guy than I am. Um, And he's had really, really vivid dreams all of his life. So much so that I thought he was making them up as a child. It's like, there's no way you could have that dream. Um, he's had some really significant dreams, you know, like my grandfather the night before he passed visited him in a dream, and and things of that nature. And so I guess most of my life, uh, we've sort of did the twin things. Like I'll be interested in sleep, you'll be interested in dreams. But as we've aged, we've sort of come together and we talk about things all the time. Mm. I try to think about if I've had. Uh, Like dreams that have changed my life. Um, I've had really vivid dreams. I've had powerful dreams that bring up emotions, but it's hard for me to identify a specific dream in the same way that like he would bring up a specific dream. Yeah. Um,
0: It's interesting how we're all so different and how our dreams can be completely different as well. I mean, some people I speak to and their dreams are just repetitive about the same things, you know, like waking life stuff, like, oh, I was at a party with my friends or I was going to work and it's really, really normal. And then other people I'll have conversations with and it's like, oh no I was flying and then like a spaceship came and then we all flew under the water and then we had wings but there was jellyfish and it's like really abstract it's like wow it's so interesting to see how different everybody is and then there's the spiritual dreams like you were saying about before your grandfather passed away I find those really interesting as well when you said that you were curious about consciousness, so I've heard some theories. Some people think that consciousness just comes from inside their own brain and other people believe that consciousness is like the universe and there's realms and then there's like the collective consciousness. Um, what do you believe, just out of curiosity?
1: Um, it's a good question. I think I, I, I'm on a very... I don't know. Um, I have a very logical mind. Um, and I like science a lot. I like, um, this worldview, but this, the scientific worldview or scientific understanding fundamentally does not answer any of these interesting questions of like, why are we here? What is consciousness? You know, it's, it's ultimately limited. So I'm left in this open space of, sort of this this not knowing mm-hmm. um it, uh, to my mind it's definitely more incredible that consciousness would be a result of materialistic neurons just firing right mm-hmm. then it would be a, a thing on its own mm-hmm. um because that's very surprising as a conscious being <laughs> <'cause> I, don't, <laughs> I don't see how this works you know yeah um, so yeah that's i don't know if that was i'm the same answer, as you
0: no no i'm just it's it there's no right or wrong because it's it's what you believe and what you think and i'm the same Where i don't know (laughs) i don't have an answer for that question and for me i feel like i don't know it's possibly both um but it's just interesting to speak to people and and see what they think and where they believe that consciousness comes from Mm. Yeah. when you said that you're like a very you love science and you're very logical is your your brother's not as logical as you
1: he's he definitely has uh, a logical element to him um, but he's definitely into exploring the world in different ways Mm. Um, so a bit less logical he's he's a he's he's a bit more willing to believe and talk about you know the like the spiritual dreams where yeah you know like with the dream of my grandfather visiting for him, perhaps, I don't know, but perhaps that was my grandfather visiting him. Whereas I would look at, you know, Hey, it's the brain and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, ultimately the truth is somewhere out there beyond us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think both perspectives are, are useful and reveal something about reality.
0: Yeah, definitely. The reason that I was asking that question is because I feel like, With dreams, when you try to come at it from your mind and with a logical perspective, it doesn't give you the full experience of a dream. And so I'm thinking that perhaps because you're quite in your head about it, I feel like dreams are really meant to be, they're like felt, they're intuitive your subconscious and then as soon as our conscious mind comes in and our logical thinking mind comes in it kind of changes the meanings to the dreams and the parts that we remember and everything so I'm wondering if you're just so smart (laughs) that your dreams aren't as crazy and wild because of that logical side to you
1: it could be I mean I think that that's yeah Possibly, (laughs)
0: possibly. yeah sorry just to get personal on you there (laughs) I don't mean to but I'm just I'm I love to look at the way that different people are and um, you know if you wanted to improve dreams and dream recall and your dream experience you know what what could we do as an individual to enhance that maybe it's yeah getting creative. Do you think that dreams help us to better understand our subconscious minds or underlying
1: emotions? The thing that strikes me, and I've been doing a lot of like reading dreams from people. I'm trying to make a data driven dream dictionary. Um, oh, cool. Which it's been really fascinating. Um, one of the overwhelming themes is that emotions are in every dream. Yeah. Um, and Matthew Walker has a great uh, the the professor of sleep uh, from UC Berkeley has a great book why we sleep and in it he and he's got a number of papers too of talking about dreams as being overnight therapy so there's a ton of research to support this idea and I've been really uh, going through in my own dream life noticing that um, when I have a dream I feel good and good in a way where it feels whole and it's sort of this feeling of goodness that I don't have often in my waking life which has been really interesting it's been a new thing I've been noticing
0: mm, that's really powerful
1: yeah, yeah. It's so cool.
0: <laughs> that is so cool
1: <laughs>
0: I kind of know what you mean in a way in that since I've been getting more into dreams it's funny because I might have a nightmare and I actually feel good about it yeah, <laughs> when usually I'd have a nightmare yeah. and I'd feel horrible for like days afterwards if it was intense. Um, but now that I'm understanding them and I can see them from more of like a healing perspective, it's exciting. It's like I don't care if it was a bad dream. I still had a dream and then I'm excited about that and yeah. can work can work through it. About night terrors, like when kids do weird stuff or and they're just like randomly screaming or sleepwalking, do you know any? I don't know anything about that stuff I was wondering if you did.
1: Yeah, I I did a reel on sleepwalking recently, uh, which is similar to uh, uh, night terrors. Uh, Both of these things um, occur as a result of fascinating, right? Um, The brain, you go through different stages of sleep. The brain doesn't go through them all at the same time. The, more or less all at the same time, but, you know, an area of your your brain can be in deep sleep while another can be in light sleep while another can even be awake. It's very weird. Mm. Uh, both of sleepwalking and night terrors come from incomplete awakenings from slow wave sleep, deep sleep. And generally it was, I mean, I think for both of these sleepwalking and night terrors, it was previously thought that, oh, you don't, you're not acting out a dream. You're not experiencing anything, but it with that recent research showing hey actually people are dreaming in all these stages Mm -hmm. it's evident that people are having some sort of conscious experience as they're experiencing night terrors or sleepwalking with sleepwalking is also interesting because it's not just walking um, and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of a really fascinating study that made people do things with their arms like a task before bed sleepwalkers and, and at least one or two of them while they're sleepwalking they were doing the same <laughs> task with their arms um so it's it's definitely part of the part of the brain processing during sleep and it's that incomplete awakening from from slowly so
0: sleep. sort of like but not like sleep paralysis is it where so my understanding of sleep paralysis is sort of like you're conscious and you're unconscious at the same time. So you're aware that you're laying in your bed and you're wanting to wake up, but then you've still got this dream happening and it can create, it seems like there's figures in your bedroom coming to get you and you can't move. But then with sleepwalking, you can move. So it's like the paralysis part is disengaged.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sleepwalking in night terrors, incomplete awakening from deep sleep, sleep paralysis would be then the incomplete awakening from REM sleep. Mm. So.
0: so what would be your advice to someone who is suffering from any of these conditions?
1: It's always the same boring <laughs> advice. Um get get good sleep. Um, meaning um get somewhere between seven and nine hours a night at specifically consistently you oh, set a bed yeah. time you stick to it set a wake-up time and you stick to it um because at least with sleep walking and I'm sure with night terrors and I'm sure with sleep paralysis um, it's that sleep deprivation um, that mm. causes things to go weird when one is sleep deprived uh, the brain needs more slow wave sleep or more REM and and so things are just kind of in a weird state in your mm. your brain when you're sleeping so mm. a good consistent hygiene there was this um TV show unsolved mysteries that i saw when i was like 12 mm-hmm. um and in it they described the experience of sleep paralysis but they didn't say it was sleep paralysis they just described this this horrible you know dark figure and you can't move and i was so terrified of that i slept with uh, every night essentially since then. I slept on my stomach with my head facing the wall such that if I woke up and I couldn't move, I wouldn't see the fingers. So, That's pretty clever. <laughs> there's also narcolepsy, um, which is interesting, um, which I don't know a ton about, but just very high level. It's it's when you, there's, there's something going on with REM sleep. So Um, that's frequent frequently falling asleep Um, Mm. and your people with narcolepsy often hit um, REM sleep right away so it's as you fall asleep you're immediately in a dream
0: I want to know more about your app I mean I've looked it up and I think it looks amazing I think other people will want to know a little bit more about it so do you want to explain what it is
1: yeah, that's great. Thanks. Um so we it, it recently did a big update on it. So it's DreamWell 3.0 now. Um Yay. and the the biggest thing with the update is that um it's it is aimed at integrating the wake and the sleep and the dream. So it um the idea is that one would record their dreams or their sleep when when you wake up. Um one of the things for dream recall um is that Keeping a dream journal has been shown to increase dream recall, um, even if you don't have a dream. So the points consistency Mm. every morning, um, use it. There's also research saying that um, you don't have to write out the whole dream story either. Um, You can just keep a checklist. Hey, did I have a dream or not? Because the consistency is the thing that's uh, most important. Started this uh, new thing called work. Um, where you have like one small action you can take in the in the waking world in order yes. to have better sleeper dreams I um, love that and then... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's something I do um, with people as well it's like what what how are you going to honor your dream you know yeah. how are you going to take action from it I
1: love yeah that. yeah for sure. Um, and we we also have a sort of a day uh, journal that one should do as part of a bedtime routine, uh, write about your day, sort of allowing yourself to both uh, have the space to get those anxious, stressful thoughts and give them uh, the space that they need, as well as sort of prepare the sort of mind for sort of the stream incubation stuff. We have a bunch of content as well. So um, practices that you can do to practice mindfulness or breathing exercises or lucid dreams. One of the most, one of my favorite, the favorite um, things we have in the app now is a thing called Resonance. Um, And this is a collaboration between Enkechi and Jacko who's our mindfulness teacher um, and co-founder and a musician, Tawu. Um, And they make these amazing um, meditations. They're about 20 minutes long and uh, the music is corresponding with the meditation practice. Um, honestly, I've like I literally haven't heard anything like it. Uh, and it I don't know. It's like there's such a sense of drama in this this mindfulness practice that I've just not encountered. It, I love listening to them. We're also doing the dream dream uh, data driven dream dictionary. Um, and I think it's really wonderful to pay attention to what the dreams are. Um, as an app, it's really hard for us to provide any valuable information. I'm mm. like, oh, you dreamt of water. This means x, y, or z. I think that's way better done with people in the life, in mm. your life, or um, with with somebody who <laughs> knows way more about it than us. Um, so what we try to do is provide uh, value, you know, so a lot of times, um, I've seen a lot of people, you know, I dreamt of my ex, I feel like I'm the only one, I'm so confused, I dreamt of this, this other symbol, I'm so confused, and um, I think it's really important just to see the prevalence of that, you know, like, 5% of dreams in, include exes, or something mm. like that, um, and knowing that you're not the only one with the symbol, knowing sort of how this, this dream symbol interacts with others can be pretty helpful just to sitting with yeah. the dream and exploring it.
0: Yeah, that is great, so the dream dictionary. Oh, I'm looking forward to, to getting into that a bit more. And one, I always say to people, don't Google what your dream means, you know, <laughs> but oh, it is it is helpful. Like if you really have no idea to go to a dream dictionary, just to see what kind of the universal symbol meaning could possibly be and see if anything sparks within you, like if it resonates at all. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. Um. So what do you like to dream about? What are your favorite kind of
1: dreams? Um, This is a good question. Well, I've never been asked that before. What do <laughs> I like to dream about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I really, so I had a couple dreams uh, in which it felt like it was in the same world, um, which was fascinating to me. So I really, really like that. I want to have more dreams like that where it was, I don't know, in one of the dreams I there was some sort of an oppressive government organization. And my heroic task within the dream was to sing The Hales Are Alive of music to rebel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was just like great. Um,
0: <laughs> that is so cool. I love, yeah, when you do things that you wouldn't usually do. And then you wake up like and being a hero or like doing something really cool that you wouldn't usually do. I just had a thought of one of mine where I had a dream. I I don't know, you know, Khloe Kardashian. I think everybody knows her. I was with Khloe Kardashian and we were just friends. You know, that was normal. And we hopped up onto like this channel of wind and we flew in a huge spiral, like up into the sky, like Superman arms, like woo. And it probably meant absolutely nothing, but um, it was really fun. And I woke up. Feeling great from it, and I think um, the like superhero things that I wouldn't usually do in real life—it's really fun to do when you're asleep. And it, I wake up in like an amazing mood when I've done something
1: really weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in a dream? Besides singing that song, that's pretty weird. But
1: (laughs) oh, sure. So coming up, um, I was in a in a dream on an underground catacomb type thing and there was a river, and there was a group of people. One of them was injured, and my my partner, he's a doctor, so he went over to try to help, and then it it looked like an evil spirit left the injured person's body and went to my partner's body, and I looked in the eyes, and they were black, and the weird thing was, was like, I got to deal with this, so I looked in my partner's eyes that were black and absorbed that evil presence from the the dream into my body because I was like well I you know I'll just do some some techniques and get it out get it out of me I know what to do Um and that was pretty weird
0: you know what my first and reaction I- is that is so sweet that you would do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. like you'd give uh, your
0: life for him
1: <laughs> um, I've also been having a lot of zombie dreams which has been a pretty recurrent dream theme Um, and the weird thing is is that they're just not scary to me at all I don't feel any fear or anything they're just like part of the setting like I'm running from some zombies
0: I had a corpse dream once and I was looking up what that was meant to mean and it was saying there was a whole bunch of reasons but the one that resonated with me was that it represents something that's practically dead to you like okay it should be gone it shouldn't be out of my life this thing should just be dead to me now so I need to get rid of it and it was yeah representing an old job so <laughs> it was interesting so I wonder if there's okay, anything yeah. in your life that should be dead to you like bury it <laughs>
1: it's you know? interesting take hmm. yeah um, I'll think about it
0: yeah I think that's personal obviously yeah. so take that away with you this relates to your dream dictionary research, but I was going to ask you: Do you know what are some of the most common types of dreams that people have, and what do you think they typically mean?
1: Oh, good question. Um, this is an interesting question. Um, I'll just speak a lot before answering. Um, there's there's a, a thing called the the um, typical dreams questionnaire. Um, which is a list of 50 dream themes. And there's a bunch of papers that will report common uh, dream themes. I'm trying to think of the top ones. The The thing is that there's a couple of things that are interesting here. One is that uh, this list was like written in the 50s or 60s. and has just been handed down. Um, and so there's a lot of dream themes. You know, there, it's sort of arbitrary of what we call a dream theme, I guess is the point. You know, one common one that keeps on coming up is like losing one's teeth this Mm -hmm. is like an interesting one to talk about Um, there's a science paper that relates losing teeth to uh, dental irritation honestly it's so hard for me to I think our own individual experiences are so rich um, Mm -hmm. and I think that obviously culture and what we've been exposed to will also reflect our own sort of personal symbolism it's hard for me to even say it with any sort of universality of like oh being Mm. chaste means x um the other thing i think is that the the sense of feeling and emotions in the dream are like profoundly Mm. important and profoundly changes the meaning
0: definitely i don't
1: know yeah definitely yeah
0: so if someone said to you oh I dreamt that my teeth were falling out what does it mean you could say well what do you think it means (laughs) how did you feel yeah did you enjoy your teeth falling out (laughs) like yeah 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 yeah. it is really personal isn't it
1: it is yeah um and I keep on thinking too like if I dream of the same thing on different nights it probably will have different meaning as as well um Mm. so it depends upon my life situation I don't know the the thing about dreams is that there's it's multi multi layered right. You can go to the most basic interpretation. Like um, I went through a series of dreams where I was just dreaming about like what I was reading about or the TV show. Mm. Um, you know, very basic interpretation. But you can go pretty deep with them, and it's pretty amazing that the you can understand a dream from a basic level, or you can understand it from a very deep sort of like mm. this is the truth about who I am.
0: And sometimes the dreams have multi layers to them as well, don't they? Yeah. 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 You were saying that sometimes when you go to sleep, you'll go to sleep with an intention of problem solving. So, like, oh, I want to solve something to do with work or whatever it is. Do you have an example of an intention that you've set and then the dream that you've had that's come from it and how it's helped you to solve the problem?
1: This is this is a frustration of mine. I don't have a specific dream like that, which has been really frustrating. And I think this goes back to that like twin divide mm-hmm. thing of like, I just don't have that. I definitely have the experience of going to bed with a problem on mind, waking up, returning to the problem and knowing what to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, that's how I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's built into my daily life you know, the twin twin brother will have dreams and he'll say, oh, I went to bed with this intention and then this happened and I talked to these dream people and they told me what to do and he said, ah, I'm so jealous.
0: Mm. Um, but you wake up with like yeah. an internal just knowing, like you've just somehow solved the problem yourself, like a gut instinct type of a thing?
1: Kind of, to some extent. Usually it, it, I, I'll wake up and I'll say, okay, I did this dream incubation. Is there anything there? I don't remember a dream or this dream doesn't make sense. Um, and i'll say do i know what to do and i won't know what to do and then i go to the when i have to do the thing it depends mm-hmm. on if it's a concrete problem or a mm-hmm. abstract emotional problem but like generally when i'm taking the action to mm-hmm. address this problem that's where the solution comes up it's like mm-hmm. in a second a flash like oh i know what to do oh i understand
0: that's cool it sounds like you it is working for you and it's just all hidden in your subconscious
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what's happening so it's yeah. it's fair
0: to say that like the the incubation still does work even if you don't have a dream from it or you don't remember the dream that you have from it but the incubation about the problem and the process of sleeping on it that you've gone through is still going to get you to the end result that you needed
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, interesting I agree It's been a bit sad accepting that because I want to have the cool dreams. Yeah. um, And I want to have that experience. But um, maybe I can
0: help you. We can stay in touch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been helping people with, um, you know, interpreting their dreams as well. So some people might come to me and say, Oh, I've I've got this intention. I'm incubating this question and I've gone to bed to find out about this answer. But then all I did was dream about my ex. And that's not related at all. But then I'll go through with them and we can find out that actually, no, it is related because it's something to do with something that happened with your ex when you were with them. And it's changed the way that you're thinking about something. And you can drill down into the dream and actually find that even though it felt unrelated, it was totally related. And it was the exact answer that you need because it was showing the blockage that you had to solving your own problem. So yeah. Yeah, there is a lot more to it. And um, having an outsider's perspective on that sort of a thing can definitely help. I mean, I'm terrible at um, interpreting my own dreams, but I'm great at helping others figure out the answers to theirs. And I feel maybe you're the same way. Um, our logical minds just get in the way.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, I'm topics. pretty curious because like we obviously think dreams are pretty important, right? Um, yeah. But I find it in general society that's not the case. Um do yet you, do you have any thoughts on what yet yeah
0: I would like to um, say yet because I feel like dreaming is going to be the next huge thing that takes over the world Um, you know, just like mindfulness came about, you know, only became popular in the last couple of years. Um, breath work has just become, is becoming popular. Um, and it's all these ways that people are realizing that they can reach into their subconscious to like level up their lives. And it's like dreaming is the ultimate way to do that. Yeah. I feel it's definitely going to start becoming more popular. So yet is a very, very important word to that phrase. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah no, um, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I I don't feel like it's well known, but I was just wondering. I I loved what you said. Um, but like, what can we do to sort of bring more attention to it? Do you think? Um, yeah. Well, that's basically.
0: It it's kind of what my mission is at the moment. Like, I've just I am one of those people that I feel like dreaming changed my life. Um, and now I want to be able to spread that around, spread the word to everybody. So like you and I do, we make our reels and we put them on social media and we're doing this podcast so that we can spread the word, put up some YouTube videos. I had to kind of put my ego to the side and get comfortable with getting on camera and sharing and, and realizing that it's not about me. It's it's yeah. not about me trying to get famous. It's not about me trying to be successful. It's about me trying to spread like this healing message. Like dreams really can shift your whole life and the way you feel about yourself, the way that you experience your day-to-day life and, you know, make going to sleep enjoyable. I used to hate going to sleep and I had sleep issues. I used to have terrible nightmares and I would delay going to sleep. And then I just feel terrible all day as well. So having that like healthy relationship, your app is a perfect example of where like the beginner who doesn't even know where to start with all of this can download your app and it's got like steps, perfect steps to do. It's not too overwhelming, you know. Sometimes people will think, oh, getting into my dreams, I don't have time for that, <laughs> which I find that excuse hilarious because everybody sleeps. But I can see how it can become overwhelming when they're like, I don't know where to start. You know, I don't like journaling. You know, I, I tried to have a dream and nothing came to me and they become disheartened very quickly. But like you were saying, it's like consistency, um, recording every morning, whether you have a dream or not. And I think it can just take like one or two dreams for someone to all of a sudden be converted and start realizing the power in this. And then it really only takes them to tell one friend and then one friend tells another friend and then it's going to have like a knock-on effect, right? So maybe we can be the start of the change. And then you've got more power in you than you think. Yeah, cool. So if people want to find you and they want to follow you and they want to learn more from you, where can they find you? What handles are you on?
1: So it's basically Dreamwell Be Well everywhere. So it's dreamwellbewell.com, Dreamwell Be Well on TikTok, um, and then Instagram as well. The app, you can find the app in the app store or Play Store um, under the title Dreamwell. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at uh right now. Awesome.
0: I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes below as well. So the lazy people can just scroll down and click. They won't have to look you up. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm one of those lazy people, so you make it convenient. (laughs) Cool. Well, it's been amazing chatting with you. Thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun. That's okay. I appreciate it.